Hey y'all, I'm Kendra. And I'm Faith. And we are co-hosts of Socialized Podcast. So, tell the people why we spell socialize the way we do. Well, it's S-O-C-I-A-L-I-E-S. Like social life. You get it? Yep. Anywho, it's a play on words that I came up with because sometimes we believe the lies that others feed us to define us. So, we are using this platform to empower and inspire women to deny the lies, grab hold of the truth, believing God's perspective. We offer encouragement to our listeners as we talk about life's everyday issues. Real life, real talk, real God. Hello, everybody. It's Kendra and Faith, and we are back with another episode of Socialize. Today, we are going to be talking about true confidence. So, I'm gonna pray us in, and then we're gonna get into it, right? Yep, yep. All right. So, ah, dear God, we just thank you for another day, another chance to um, make your name great, another chance to do your will, God. We ask that um, throughout this episode, God, that you help us to see what true confidence is, God, that we learn to walk in true confidence and know that um, our confidence lies in you. God, we just thank you and we praise you for everything that you've done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, true confidence. So I found a, um, I found a definition of what confidence is, and I want to read that, and then we can talk about that, and then, you know, go from there. All right, so confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something, firm trust, or the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. Why I feel like they said a whole bunch of nothing. (laughs) I I just, it's just belief of feeling that one can rely on someone or something. I mean, firm trust. I mean, but if we take it biblical, our confidence does re- rely on Jesus, does it not? Yeah, but it ain't that ain't just someone or something. That's God. Oh my God! Come on, somebody. Do you need to explain more? I feel like nope. you got something in your shadow. Well, nope. you just shut the whole definition down. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I didn't mean it like that. I just, you know, have you ever talked to somebody and they saying a lot of words, but they ain't it's, saying that? Just a bunch of fluff. Yeah, that's what I felt like the definition. You feel like I should have found another definition? No, 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 no. No, no, I'm not saying you should have found another one. I'm saying that the definition is based on just, it's not solid. You know, it's like you can rely on someone or something, a firm trust, a state of feeling certain. Well, how do you know if you're certain? Okay, okay. So the question is, where does true confidence come from then? Well, I'm going to say you're a foundation of faith in God. Okay. Huh? What else? If you know who God is, huh? And you know how he made you. Somebody wants to preach today. I'm, I'm I don't want to preach. God no, no, is. I don't want to preach. Yes, let, me you turn, do. <laughs> let me turn off my preacher voice. Oh, my God. Okay. So, okay. So, do you want to go further into what you believe um, true confidence, where you believe true confidence come from? Or you want me to keep taking it? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I should have never interrupted. That was <laughs> Yo, my but bad. 
Anyway, so, okay. <laughs> All right, so true confidence. Okay, so I'll just say that um, I'll use experience, current experience, and I won't right. go into detail with what the experience is because it's really fresh <laughs> and I'm really dealing with it right now. But I feel like for me in this season, confidence is a whole bunch of trust, um, specifically in an area that I have absolutely no trust. If I just be honest, I have no trust or confidence in Jesus in this specific area because this area has been something that, or an area of, um, there has been no fruit of my labor. <laughs> you know, um, there is, it's, it's dry land and it's probably one of the, few areas of life where I feel like there is no control. And because there is oh. no control on my side of it, I feel like if I can't do whatever I need to do, so I guess manipulate it, that's what I'm trying to say, what needs to happen. I, I can't, it's hard for me, especially when a lot of what has happened in this area is just hurt. And the same thing over and over and over, it's kind of like, I ain't trying to do that no more because I don't trust that you are going to make this okay. I feel like I am going to go around this circle yet again and be back at square one. Let me tell you something. Everything you just said sounds to me like you a child of of Egypt in the wilderness right now. Come on, somebody. I, I, I ain't got I, nothing. I, I ain't got been, no more. De- I could have been with him. Listen. <laughs> I don't I have no more with. nothing deeper to, to say than that, but it just it just felt like in this season, it's hard to trust God. You can't see him because you see the circumstances and right. circling around this same thing again. It sounds familiar. Very. So, it sounds familiar. So but, even, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh-uh. So even with that, um, even, even in knowing or even in feeling this way of um, like, I, I feel like, you know, God is not hearing me or, and and even, or I'll say I felt like I heard whatever I feel like I, I heard I feel like I heard God right, and it's just like but you know God I heard you, but what's happening is something totally different from what I thought I heard you say. You know what I'm saying? And so that's another there that's another reason to uh, or another reason for me to be like okay so what is happening like how are, how do you expect for me to continue to trust you if i don't see you know if i don't see the, the 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 hand or the hand of god in the moment you know so it gets hard but even on the back side of that um cuz i'm human and i don't i don't pretend to be you know, like this one that's just like, you know, super, super duper saved. Like I'm saved, but I mean, I messed up and I get tired and I get, you know, weary. I mean, listen, I I don't know. I don't know any Christian that does not get tired or weary or afraid and all that different stuff. But even in that, what I do know is that even though I may not feel it right now. I, I feel like I can't continue. I still know that God, everything, work, everything works out for me for the good of those who love the Lord. Right. So Perfect. I have to, I have to ensure that my confidence is there. And I feel like the reason why I'm doing this now is because I cannot control it. And God is just like, because you can't, you have to trust me. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I have no other, I have no other avenue to go. Like I can run all day, but I'm still going to continue. But guess what? No matter which way I'm running, I'm going to run into this. 
I'm going to run into this same area in this area because clearly this area has to grow. This area has to be nurtured. This area has to be plucked and, and pruned and tilled and, and shaken up and burnt down or whatever he's trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to happen. And unfortunately, it does not feel good. So he's got to complete his work in you. Got to complete area. his work, and he's and he my butt. He's and he will, and he definitely will. Yeah, he will. I wish you yeah. hurry up too. Okay, your turn. Well, what listen. you got? Tell me what you got about confidence in Christ. Mm-hmm. Listen, I think he has us both in a season where what we are accustomed to or our um, normal state of being is being challenged. Right. At this time. And so when you, for me, when I feel instability, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it sends me in a kind of, I won't say a free fall because that doesn't quite describe it, but definitely where you have some uncertainty of emotions and you don't know how you're grasping for some, some form of control. But I have come to realize that at the base of it, even when you, when I feel like I'm, I don't have any control. Things are changing. Um, I'm having to face issues from the past and put in an uncomfortable situation. Similarly to what you said, I know that it is something that God is going to throw, grow me through. Anyway, like for example, I recently I shared this on social media, so I don't mind saying it here in the podcast. But I recently decided to put myself into some therapy sessions um, because I just realized that I needed to, to focus on bettering myself in some ways. But there, even when my normal way of operating is being challenged, I was reminded even tonight or in another study that God is our covenant with Christ is the, is the only solid foundation that we have. And that, that foundation is firm no matter what is going on in in our lives that may be rocking and rolling. We have to know that he, God has bound himself to us so we can be confident that even when everything else seems crazy and up in the air and unfamiliar and new and crazy, that we do have an anchor and that our anchor is in Christ. Right. And I think that's good because I think that is, especially if you are, you're listening and you're in an area in your life, kind of like me. And it's just kind of like, God, are you hearing me? God, are you seeing me? And I'm saying you can, you can rest assured on the foundation that you're talking about that. Yes, he does hear you. First John five fourteen says the confidence with the confidence, which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, even though I'm tussling and I'm fighting because I don't want to be here, at the end of the day, I know I got to stay here mm-hmm. <laughs> because I have to grow. So the fact of the matter is, it's just like I have to be confident in that foundation that I have and confident in him, knowing that he hears me. He sees the struggle. He sees how it hurts, but he's not going to leave me there to rot or to die, even though it feels like he just wants to take me out of here. You know what I'm saying? We can rest assured in the confidence that he does hear hear us and that he does see us though. Absolutely. I mean, he made us. Why would he not take care of us? He has, he's invested in in us Mm -hmm. in a way that nobody else, like we have no comparison in this earthly realm for the type of relationship or the covenant that God has with us. 
-hmm. We have no basis for it. Even if you have the best of parents and you understand that relationship, that love that, that is had for you, it still would never meet the type of covenant relationship that God has with us. He, according to Psalm 139, was it 13, that we were created, that he created our innermost being, that he knit us together in our mother's womb, that that we can praise him because we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that his works are wonderful. So even when nothing looks like as we think it should, we have to know that he intricately designed us in such a way that he is invested in our end. He's invested in how we turn out. He's invested in, in how we um, operate and move through life. And if we invite him into our situations, no, it might not always be immediate. Everybody doesn't have a suddenly testimony, mm-hmm. uh, but there is an inner working that's happening because God created us and he cares about our outcomes and he purposed us for a purpose. So he mm-hmm. is invested in how we turn out. Like, yes, it's crazy right now and you can't see his hand, but we have to have confidence in his heart that mm-hmm. when he made us, he not only made us for earth, but he, he made us for him. He put himself in us. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's invested in the outcome. I know I, I've said that before, but he, he cares about all the things. The Bible says he cares for us. Mm-hmm. And so if we place our concerns in his hands, he's faithful. He's faithful even when we can't see it. Sometimes you don't recognize the faithfulness of God until hindsight until, you know, months later when you look back and you recognize how far you've come where you can see the hand of God moving. We just have to trust that along the way, even in this, whatever that this is, that God is still there with you and that he will never leave you, that he'll never forsake you, that he is fully present and caring for the details that we can't even see. Right. That that we yeah. So listen, I was just looking at our notes and I, one of us put Hebrews 10, 35 through 36. And this thing has blessed me when I read it. <laughs> it says, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. I don't even feel like I ain't even going to unpack that because I think that says what he needs to say well, like say it again real life it just real life encouraged me it says so do not throw away your confidence it will it will be richly rewarded you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of god you will receive what he has promised period i think this one is probably gonna go on my mirror because <laughs> like, i feel like i need to read this every day <laughs> especially right now but that's all that's all I got I'll just I'll just let that linger (laughs) but we can get into these four practical steps to trust God completely if you want to go into that so well I mean you just gonna throw it to me like that okay so so yeah there are (laughs) there are four practical steps today you know we're kind of both in a in a transition season and so it's definitely I think at any time you're in transition, that's when the enemy tries his hardest to distract you and to shake your confidence in God. And 
there are ways that if you know that that's the way the enemy is going to attack because he has no new tricks, Mm -hmm. there's ways that you can combat that. And uh, so there's four practical steps to trust God completely. The first of which is make a decision not to worry. I know if you if you've ever heard this gonna be it's gonna sound off subject for a second, but I promise you it's not. Have you ever heard have heard the phrase that love is not a feeling, it's a decision? You have to decide to do it. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same when it comes to controlling our minds, yeah. that renewal of our minds that the the word prom- promises that we have access to, we have access to daily renewal of our mind. Part of that is deciding what you will and won't focus on. So the first one says, make a decision not to worry. It sounds simple. But it ain't. It, actually, it is simple. It's not easy. It's not easy to do, but it's simple to tell yourself, no, I'm not going to worry about that. Simple and easy are not to, uh, th- those are two different things. It's not a com- <laughs> No, it's not a complex concept. Now it may be hard to flesh out, yeah. but you have to be conscious about the decision. If I'm saying, you know, this thing that I have before me, worry, I'm I'm going to decide not to worry about it. I'm going to place that in God's hands. There's nothing I can do. He holds ultimate control. That decision not to worry about it is an act of placing faith and confidence in Christ that he knows or can take care of this thing better than you could. Because the reality is worry is is being concerned about the future, about the outcome of the future, which we don't control. I know we, and I'm talking about me, we, faith, like to have control. And there's just some things you can't control. So you have to decide at the moment when you realize I really don't have any control over this. Am I going to continue to worry about it or am I going to surrender this thing to God? That's a decision. And it may not be a decision that you make one time. It's probably not going to be a decision that you make one time and move on from it. It's every time that thing comes up, give it back. Every time that, you know, the enemy tries to put it back on your shoulders, back on your mind, back, back on your back. Return it to the one who has a, a light yoke, mm. whose burden is easy. And it's, you know, give it back. So make a decision not to worry. Simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Second point, constantly monitor your thoughts and feelings. So me being a person who um, is ridiculously emotional, a huge filler, I feel like sometimes it's a good thing and a bad thing at times. But I think for us emotional people, this is probably one of the hardest things that we have to do. I'll say for myself, it is very hard because um, my thoughts and my feelings can sometimes become, um, they can overtake me. It could literally drive my entire day if I don't take those thoughts captive, right? So I think figure I think the best way to do this is figure out a way that will help you get your thoughts out so that they don't consume you. So if that's journaling, if that's listening to music, if that's reading the Bible, whatever it is, constantly make sure that you are putting those thoughts where they need to be. Put those thoughts in Jesus, put those feelings in Jesus, ask the Lord, okay, Lord, is this me being emotional or is this you 
telling me what I need to do because at the end of the day, I still want to maintain, I still want to be in your wheel. I don't want to do what Kendra wants to do. I don't want to think what Kendra think because she's crazy. <laughs> She'll fly off in a minute, you know, but what are, what, what, I, what God, what are you saying to me? Mm. I think to add to that, the word monitor just stuck out to me while you were talking. It says constantly monitor your thoughts and feelings. When someone has, diabetes or high blood pressure you can't just go off of how you feel in that moment you may feel fine and then test your blood pressure and it's sky high or test your sugar and it's sky high but you feel fine so I think the monitoring piece comes in to being conscious and and deliberate about thinking about what you're thinking about does that make sense and then being able to like you said, put it in its proper place, not just knowing that you're mad, but identifying what that is so that you can make those shifts, those necessary shifts to to make changes to how you're feeling in that moment. Um, and then number three says to saturate your heart and mind with the word of God. So I feel like all of these kind of are, they roll one into the other. Like if you're deciding not to worry, then you have to be conscious and monitor your thoughts. And then how you monitor your thoughts is by replacing them or filling yourself up, saturating your, your heart and mind with the word of God. So it's like a replacing effect almost. Like I'm, I'm putting in to my system something to counterbalance or counteract those negative emotions, because you can't truly do both at the same time. You can't be um, con- consumed with the thoughts of God or with w- God or with worship or with praise. And at the same time, be, you know, you can't be duly focused that way. So I think um, saturating your heart and your mind with the word of, of God helps to deal with those thoughts and feelings that are maybe in a negative place at that time. And then the fourth one kind of piggybacks on what you were saying. It says replace the negative thoughts and feelings with the promises of God. So it's just, you are basically taking those disempowering thoughts and switching them to affirm what God has told you, his promises for your life. I'm above and I believe whatever it is. I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. I won't lose confidence. I will be richly aware. Whatever you need to do, whatever scripture you need to say to affirm you in your situation, to know that your trust lies in God and that God has you and that he won't leave you or forsake you, replace those thoughts. Because the fact of the matter is the negative thoughts will drive your feelings. It will drive you to believe things that are not true about yourself, whether someone said them to you or you grabbed hold to those thoughts yourself and you've just allowed them to um, overtake your life and dictate what goes on. But take replace those thoughts. Go to the Bible. Like it says, saturate your heart. When you've saturated your heart in the Bible with the word of God, you can replace those thoughts and you can you can speak true and life over yourself. Absolutely. That was the um, the four practical steps that um, to trust God completely. I want to leave you with with this verse. Right, it said, "Is John fourteen and twenty six? It says, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Mm-hmm. So, as you are dealing with the negative thoughts, the worry." Um, 
just being consumed with with other things and we lose sight of our who our true confidence is in. It's in the being of God and not in the circumstances. If you allow him, our helper, who is the Holy Spirit, will bring things to your remembrance. And that's why um, going back to just other previous conversations that we've had, it's it's important that you do fill yourself up with God's promises and the word of God so that in those times when it's hard to think, you have you have a well to pull from. Right. And the Holy Spirit will bring up those things back into your spirit, but they got to be, they got to be there first, y'all. So let me it just encourage you that even though, you know, this episode might feel a little heavy, it's honest. And right. um, I think that we are able, though we're talking about two different, from do two different perspectives or do two different specific situations, we both have a foundation of confidence and we know that our identity ultimately is in Christ. And yes, this world will try to put different things out there for you to grab hold to, but we have to be secure in our confidence in him. And then even when we're not secure, follow the plan. There there are things that God asks us to do. He asks us to submit ourselves in prayer to him. He asks us to um, honor him by giving him worship and praise and and submitting ourselves in prayer, there are some things that we can do as a part of our relationship that will help in those times when we need encouragement. All right. Well, Faith, you again. would you like to go ahead and pray us out? Sure. Okay. And now, Lord, I just thank you for this time. Thank you for a conversation that's not always comfortable, but is oftentimes needed. And I thank you that no matter what is going on, Thank you that you have provided us with an opportunity to enter into this covenant relationship with you and that we know who holds our future, that even when things look unsure and unfirm and in an uproar, that we have a surety in knowing that you are working all things together for our good because we love you and we are in Christ Jesus, God. So I just bless you for Mm -hmm the promises that we have in you. And I thank you for the journey that you have us on because each level of the journey brings us to a new understanding of you and to a a new confidence in you because of the testimonies after we've gone through them. So God, I pray that you would be with us. I pray that you would be with our listeners. God, I pray that, um, that you would just speak to the heart of those who are having an issue at this point, finding their confidence in you, God. And I pray that the Holy Spirit, as you promised in your word, will bring to their remembrance what is important for them to hear at that particular time, God. I thank you. I love you. And I bless you. It's in your son, Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Socialize Podcast. We would love to connect with you on IG at Socialize underscore podcast, Facebook at Socialize Podcast all together. Or you can email us at socializepodcast at gmail.com. All of our information will be in the show notes. Again, thanks for listening to Socialize, Ignite by God's Perspective. Real life, real talk, real God.